me and my wife had kids. We mm-hmm. had kids at an early age. Mm-hmm. We weren't ready. I mean, we were really young. Right. Right. And uh, we had a we had a baby. We had a baby, and then we had twins right after that. And then she had three kids. Well, I'm saying she because right. I was working. She was taking care of them. Right. right? <laughs> and uh, but but one thing is like my mom beat us when we were little. <laughs> I, I mean, she no did. way to sugarcoat it. And I mean, no way to sugarcoat it. My mom used to beat me, mm-hmm. and 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 I love my mom. I'm, I still love her for that. Right. Okay, yeah. and um, and I tell this to everybody. Like, I'm not embarrassed. My mom beat me. I mean, she right. she didn't beat my other brother and sister, but I think I was the worst one. <laughs> so she beat the crap out of me all the time. You provoked her. I, I guess I provoked her, <laughs> and she was. Uh, I mean, you know, because maybe maybe my mom. There's a difference, uh, an age difference, four-year age mm-hmm. difference. I think when my mom had me, I think she was 24 or 23. And, you know, so by the time my brother was born, she she was 27. Right. Uh, you know, and, and, and he was baby, and I was just a bad oh. kid. So, um, but look at you now. But, <laughs> but I always believed this counting thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because my mom used to count to us. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make any difference. And then she beat the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> my mom counted and so i learned i learned from her but she also kept a wooden spoon in her purse yeah. and so you knew if you got to well she went to number five i only went to three but you knew if you kept going you were going to go to the bathroom with that wooden spoon no uh, matter where you were same thing so i'm like i counted and my kids always knew the counting mm-hmm. thing and my kids you know like so when my daughters they were 14 one day, I don't know what they did. And I, I'm like, I can't hit him anymore because they're 14 years old, right. you know? And I was so mad, okay? So I, when I got home, I put them both in a corner mm-hmm. with, you know, holding their ear. And they're like, and then so turned around, they said something. I'm like, I tell you what, I'm, I'm done with this shit. Right. I'm like, you want to talk to me? And they talk, I'm like, I'll tell you what, what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you both in the corner and now you're gonna hold your ear, but you're gonna squat. <laughs> and I promise you, that was the worst punishment. So yeah. they're like, Dad, we can't do it no more. We can't do it. I'm like, okay, no problem. <laughs> I get on the floor, do planks. I love it. I didn't hit them. No, but it. they both were They were shaking. hurting a lot more. <laughs> oh, they were hurting. And then so I kept rotating the you know, the planks with the squat. Planks with the squat. And my wife was like, I can't believe you do that. And I'm like, I go in your room. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not touching them right. at all. So Actually, you're making you're, themselves you're making miserable. Them, well, uh, you know what? You're you're helping them. I mean, you're yeah. making them stronger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm making them stronger. You may regret it later. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, but I think, I mean, you know, as 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 parents, you gotta set boundaries. Absolutely. You got you got to tell them that hey, and you know taking away things is a big thing. That's mm-hmm. what we do in our family. I mean, you know, hey, you know what? You're gonna do this. I'm gonna take your phone away, right. take your computer away, take your iPad away. Mm-hmm. But when a kid, kid is gonna be a kid. I don't care if the kid is 10 years old, right. 12 years old, three years old. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, they don't know any better. Now that frontal lobe hasn't actually the, grown and developed. So the kids, the kids will push your. The kids will push the boundary mm-hmm. as long as you let them put you know push the boundary husbands will push your boundary of course <laughs> please don't please i, I don't want to ever maybe that's don't why meet my I'm wife divorced. ever <laughs> don't ever meet my wife she's gonna tell you all about it so uh, t- susan so tell me what is the you know your new venture since you said that you've always been an entrepreneur right so you know we had been in network marketing together in uh-huh. a previous company and then because that company kept putting us together 
and it kind of helped us create find her seat with our podcast um it also made us develop a our company brand of find her seat and we're like you know what we're going to take this umbrella of find her seat and implement many companies under it so the first one was our podcast and mm-hmm. live show now since we've joined Valentis, but we have joined not as Susan and Jennifer, but we've joined as Find Her Seat. So we are, our team is our company name. Um, and so, you know, definitely we've got, you know, books in the work. Uh, we've got shows that we want to do, be on, have our own show. You know, the sky's the limit as far as what we're going to do. But we've, you know, we've branded this umbrella Find Her Seat and we plan to have many legs coming from under it with many companies going on because I am not happy unless I'm diversified and I've got my hands and a bunch of different things. Yeah. So, you know, it's neither of us are ever satisfied. We're definitely happy with the way things are going and things that are happening, but we're never content. We always want more. (laughs) I see you both are movers and shakers and you know, y'all have such, you know, y'all play a busy role and Mm -hmm. you have the podcast going full-time moms because your kids are still you know, young, yes. um, got the Valentes going. How mm-hmm. do y'all, how do y'all manage all this? That's a good question. Let's <laughs> go with, let's go with you first, Susan. I think how that, do you manage it? That's what I want to know. I think, um, alarms on my phone <laughs> <laughs> is a big thing. Cause I always joke and it's not really a joke, but I would not remember to pick up my kids from school if there was an alarm set on my phone. Cause I get so busy doing something and then that's the time goes by. So I've got alarms that keep me on point. Um, The other thing is uh, Jennifer and I actually linked our calendars. Um, So we have our personal calendars linked as well as our company calendar linked. Um, But that helps us so that we don't overbook each other, Um, that we know when we're, you know, if if she has something to do with her kids, I know that's going on. I don't book something for that time and vice versa. Um, So I think it's the balance and the respect of each other's time. Um, We both, you know, appreciate time with our family and our children. Mm. Um, And so we know that sometimes she might be having a tough day or, you know, she's tired or something and I'm there to pick up the slack for her and vice versa. If I'm going through something, she's there to, you know, pick it up for me and lift me up through it. So I think there's a lot of respect that goes on between the two of us that helps that part of it balance out. Um, A lot of it is just, you know what, you only get one life that we know about to live. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, I'm 43 now and I feel like I'm just starting to live my best life. Um, it's just starting to blossom. And so if I want to sit back and watch other people do amazing things, then I can do that, but that's not me. So if it means that I'm going to have to stay up late some nights, wake up early, you know, put in the hours, then I'm going to do it because to me, that's part of, you know, the balance for me is doing a lot of things. I'm not super happy if I'm not doing something. Not doing something. That's <laughs> awesome. What about you? So I have Susan that linked up our calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and I drink a lot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good one, right? You know what? It's it's a great thing to, to have. But for me, what I had to do is I had to create balance because I've always had multiple things going on. And um, I I let everybody run me over. I never shut my doors. My you know store was never closed, and so for me, there's a certain time of night that I'm done, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't answer phones. And a lot of times, I say I went to fi- I went to sleep, and mm-hmm. you know if anybody's listening, <laughs> I may or may not have been asleep. I was just drinking wine, and that's when I decide I'm done. When I have I have that glass of wine, I'm like I'm done working. So and, and that's how I create balance. So since you said wine three times, <laughs> yeah, what so. is your go-to wine? Um, I love a Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. And there is this French wine 
that I get at uh, Total Wine. Uh-huh. What <laughs> is it called? I can't remember. I'll have to. I know the picture, and that's what I get. But it ha- it's. Nice. It got grapes on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's got French words on it, and right? uh, it's a white label, and it's one of their direct wines. So it's a really, really great price. I think it's like eleven or twelve dollars a bottle. And awesome, my favorite. Yes, if you're a wine, expensive cheap the better. And, <laughs> cheap and good. Well, actually, the more expensive wines have more yeast in them, and I don't do well with a lot of yeast. Just a little lesson on that. Awesome. So the cheaper wines are better. They're better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me, you know, for for the. Uh, moms who are listening Mm -hmm. you know give us give us a tip or so you know how to maintain and balance everything yeah staying present let's stay present Mm -hmm. uh too often we have our brains going on you know all over the place and and i have a busy mind and so when my girls come in and they want to tell me a story i literally have to stop and be present and and not think about okay let's get through this let's get through this let's just get to this this time of the day let's get to that and so i've learned to just literally stay present and breathe and be okay with it and to say, okay, I'm done. And this is my time with my family. Kind of consolidate, you know. Kind of balance life. Yeah, compartmentalize my so, days. So is there is there a work-life balance? Is there such thing called work-life? It's, no. it's not really. And I, don't, and I think also part of it is that you don't need to feel like you're perfect at everything you're doing. Like Jennifer said, the compartmentalizing and the being in the moment when you're in the moment of that, be really good at what you're doing in that moment. Mm. But that doesn't mean that because you're really good at that moment, there's going to be suffering for the other areas of, of your life. There's no way you can truly humanly possibly be amazing at being a mom, at being a partner, at being a podcaster. You can't be perfect and 100% in all of those things. So you need to give yourself some grace yeah, and be tried. okay being like a pretty good mom mm-hmm. and that your heart is in it and being a pretty good, you know, co-host or in your business. But when you're doing those things, Go 150% into it. You know, Susan, Jennifer, I, I got to tell you, I mean, you know, um, I admire women. I mean, women, women, I mean, women have a hard job, okay? And, uh, I mean, you know, talk about everything. And, I mean, you know, don't, I hope I don't say something that's stupid because I do say some <laughs> stupid shit sometimes. We do too. <laughs> so, you know, like, like men have less pressure on them. Men wake up in the morning mm-hmm. and they brush their teeth, take a shower, and maybe shave every every two, three days or something like that. And... And then, you know, that's done. I mean, a woman takes forever to get out of the house. And if you have kids, the fathers are not getting the kids ready. Guess who's getting the kids ready? It's right. the moms. Yep. Okay. And I mean, we live in a society, we live in this world that that we have. And I mean, you know, me also as a man, if my wife listens to it, she'll be like, why don't you follow some of your old advice? <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, right? I mean, you know, men, we... we, we we take it for granted and we say, well, it's a woman's duty and it's mm-hmm. a woman's job. There's a lot of good men out there who, who do share right. mm-hmm. their duties and split. I mean, so I'm not saying there's not good men out there. Majority of the men right. just let women do it. So, I mean, I, I admire women and, I, you know, I admire both of y'all having two kids and, mm-hmm. you know, it takes, it takes time. It takes time to get ready for women. How long does it take for you, Jennifer? Uh, depends on if I've washed my hair or not. Um, yeah, you'd be surprised how quickly we've gotten ready. <laughs> yeah, it could be anywhere for, from 15 minutes to an hour. I okay. mean, it So really- let's say ballpark, 30 minutes? Yes. Yeah. 30, 35 minutes? It doesn't take, well, it takes me an hour to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Truth be told now. <laughs> Truth be told. That hair, I, I can tell. No, the hair takes like one minute. But, 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 but. I don't know. I just, I, I guess I get distracted too quickly. <laughs> that could be. That yeah. could be. I the see my shower, husband. The shower takes 10, like eight to 10 minutes. Right. You're enjoying your moment there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am. There's, there's a couple of places I really enjoy my moment. 
first thing when I go to the restroom in the morning. Yes, yes. I think every man enjoys that. Uh-huh. I know a lot of y'all women are like, what takes 30 minutes? Well, I'm just wondering why it's so often. <laughs> you know why it's so often, right? He's just trying to find peace. I know, that's exactly know. what it is. Of course, my kids have learned that too. You say, hey, do you go to the dishes and apparently everybody's got to poop. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, so I admire women. I mean, you know, so they, they always... You know, do that. I mean, you know, women. Even though we live in the most, we, we live in a progressive world. We live. It's twenty. It's about to be twenty twenty. But you know, there's a lot of good women who basically make sure their home is done first. Though mm-hmm. so a lot of people in the other parts of the world will not realize it, will not understand it. Every every everywhere has a culture, but right. women. It doesn't matter what part of the world are they from. They take care of these kids. They have this maternal instinct, so mm-hmm. you know, which I really admire, and 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 I admire both of you. You know, being moms and you know, you know, getting your shit done. I mean, yes. you know, this well, thing. I mean, I this think, great. I think we're making shit happen. Making That's shit right. happen. And I think it's okay to you know say that you need help sometimes. Yeah. You know, yes. don't feel like you're having to take on everything all by yourself all the time. Like I said, you know, Jennifer and I, we do the co-hosting together and our company together. And so we're fortunate enough to easily have access to someone who's going to be there for us. But, exactly. you know, I'm a single mom and have been for, you know, 10 years. And so if I didn't have other moms in the neighborhood, you know, today is an example of that where, you know, I'm not there to get my daughter. So I have a neighbor that's going to pick her up from school. So I don't feel guilty for that because I know that I'm going to help out that mom another day. But I think that far too often that we feel like if we're not doing everything, then we're not doing it right. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to bring in, you know, family and neighbors and really network and make sure that you ask for help when you need it. So Go ahead. One of the things that, because you kind of t- touched on it a little bit, and something we talk about is that society, we are evolving as a society. So we literally went from women not being able to vote, not being able to have a job. We couldn't buy a, a car or a house on our own, to shifting. So we were only in the house. That was our only job. And then now that we're shifting, we haven't quite evolved our ideas about society. So women are, are taking on so much. And I think that some of it is we're trying to prove ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're trying to overprove ourselves where men already got it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the big dog. Big dog doesn't care about the little dog because he's cool. He's like, I already know I'm big. And it's kind of what's happening here. So women are just putting on so much pressure to prove that we are good enough. And that's that's what's that's what the problem is. We just need to know we got it already. Yeah. yeah. I mean I, I I think so. Um Men know their role. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. sometimes we and know it too much. And ours is evolving. Yes, yeah. all the time. So so let's talk about that. So you you say men know their role. Mm-hmm. Do you think us men, I'm going to say us men because yeah. I'm me included. Do you think we abuse that sometimes? I wouldn't call it abuse. Of course, I, that's, that, I won't go across the board because there's obviously going to be people who do abuse mm-hmm. their quote unquote power. But mm-hmm. when my husband and I got married, neither one of us really knew what this was supposed to look like. We both came from, you know, uh, single moms. Mm-hmm. And so we only went by what we saw on TV, mm-hmm. which was probably leave it to Beaver. And so in the very beginning, my husband was trying that out, that 1950s kind of style of, well, this is woman's work and I do men's work. Mm-hmm. And I quickly told him this isn't the 1950s and I'm not that girl, mm-hmm. but I'll try it for a little while, but it didn't work. And so... He has evolved. Now, when I started to 
get equal with him in pay there for a little while, things started shifting. He started seeing me more as an equal partner and started pitching in more with the house duties. And so I, I think it's still it's still evolving. You guys are evolving too a little bit, so but it's with our evolution. You touched something that I think about it, but I never say it. He says, when you got equal in pay, mm -hmm. things shifted. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of women, there's a lot of them, okay, that not only take their husbands as partners, mm -hmm. they feel like their husband, I, I, I don't want to go on that because that, that can be another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But a lot of time, you know, women, I mean, you know, treat their husband Like their child. I mean, maybe oh, I can say that. Yes. And I mean, but there's a lot of them. They get mad right. at their husband. They they insult him mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But but at the same time, you know, and the husband, you know, also reciprocate. Right. Sure. That's all learned. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's learned behavior. That's I was about to say, you're, you're teaching them that. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, do you think it's important for women to earn to the level of the husband? Um, I think that's a lot of men do think about, I mean, uh, my husband, money is a lot of things. Mm -hmm. If money's okay, we're all okay. If money's not okay, we're not okay. Mm -hmm. um, I think though, if everybody could just look at each other and, and appreciate what they're doing, it's more of a big appreciation. So I, I think that because women are evolving, we're looking for, we're looking for out of girls from all over mm -hmm. making money, being mom, being the wife, looking great doing Pinterest, all this other crap. And, and so, so we're, we're looking for more out of girls versus them saying, hey, you're a really great mom and that was enough. So I think it's like, we're, we're looking for more. Yeah, you forgot keeping your house looking perfect. <laughs> yeah, that went yeah, out with my second child. That, uh, <laughs> we were talking about that just the other day. We're like, yeah, this is our first kid. The house was spotless. spotless. Their toys were put away every night. Laundry was done. Now mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, they're alive. It's kind of Look, my house is picked up. And usually by five o'clock when my husband gets home, I've got dinner made and I tell everybody, look busy. <laughs> <laughs> Fake it till you make it. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. Tell me if you have entrepreneurial spirit. You said you've been an entrepreneur all mm -hmm. your life. Give us some tips for some entrepreneurs who are listening to this show. I think the biggest thing is to just do it. Just Jennifer do and it. I talk about that on the show. You know, people have asked us about, you know, doing a podcast, doing what we do. And we say, you know, Like Jennifer said, she didn't know what a podcast was. <laughs> you know, are are y'all so, on Instagram? Oh, yes. You are. Yes, at Find Her Seat. And then also Susan.Mobley and Jennifer uh, Etter. So we, we utilize our social media both through Find Her Seat and through our personal um, pages. But I think that, you know, in the, and that's part of it also is all the technology and all the social media is mm -hmm. that there are so many things that you can do in this day and age that literally are a zero startup. You know, I look back when I did my real estate business um, and there was startup costs. You know, as you know, doing the furniture business, you have the brick and mortar costs that come with it, the, you know, the space and all of that. You can start a business today, you know, be it a podcast, be it through Instagram bloggers and social media, network marketing, whatever it might be for zero to a little tiny startup cost. Exactly. But if you don't do it, then you're never going to know. And I say, I would rather fail 50 times than to not at least try it. To so, me, the biggest failure is never trying to do anything. So your tip is just do it. Yes. Do it scared, but do yes. it. Like yeah. don't feel like you have to understand everything. You know, if you see our first show versus this, you know, a show that we did today, 
we've improved absolutely but had we been so scared to do that first show you would we would never have learned from all of we it. We wouldn't so, be here on your show. Exactly. <laughs> so we've evolved and we've, you know, we've had opportunities to meet amazing people, be on other shows. And it's all because we just, we're, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. We're flying by the seat of our pants, but we did it. Yeah. That's one of my uh, thing that I always talk about on Instagram or somewhere, you know, about doing it now. Right. You know, if you don't do it now, you know, don't leave it for tomorrow. Just exactly. do it now. Right. I mean, there's, you can't be scared to fail. Like I said, to me, the biggest failure someone can give to themselves and, and even their children and their spouse is to not try to do something. If you fail, you fail. But at yeah. least you tried and get up, try something else, fail at something else. But if you keep trying things, you're going to hit something that really you're passionate about. And I think if you're passionate about something, oh, my goodness, the success is going to come. I know with Jennifer and I with Find Our Seat. We're so passionate about it and we love spotlighting these women doing amazing things that don't even realize how amazing they are, right. but it's become such a passion of ours that it's, you know, evolving so quickly because we love it. So I think if you find something that you're passionate about, it's definitely, you won't fail at that, but keep trying until you find that passion. So I'm going to ask you now, since you talked about finders, you, mm -hmm. you interviewed women, give me, tell me like. You have interviewed now several, mm -hmm. what, nine, ten months y'all been doing it. Right. So at least 40 people you have interviewed now. Right. Tell me one that sticks out to you that you will, you say, you know what, this is the number one and number two. Give it to me. I think um, for sure with uh, two chic accessories. Um, yeah, that's definitely one of them. One yes. Of so so they're uh, some local uh, Katie women who actually make these earrings. Uh -huh. um, and so, but they outsource their jewelry to um, you know, less fortunate women in other countries who have no way to really earn an income. And what was the name of their? It's two chic accessories. Two chic. T O O. The number two, oh, and then two. chic. C H I C S. I mean, C H I C accessories. What, um, what do you think? Um, who would have made like a big impression on you? They definitely did because they had no clue that what they were doing was they were empowering no, no, other women. Besides but, two mm -hmm. chic. Um, I'm terrible with names. So the one that wrote the book. Um, that she literally had the song she was singing to her son who was dying. Oh, yes, yes. Um, Think of her name, I'll tell you her yes. story. So basically she had a son who was uh, dying. He had major reflux. And um, she just, this song came to her. And mm. she started singing this song to him. She basically sang him back to health. Mm -hmm. She wrote it in a children's book and it just exploded. It's going everywhere. It's really? just amazing. And I, I was touched by a lot of things that she said, um, but especially that she opened up and, received that song she's from houston no she's in austin yes in austin um did she drive over here no, no we so did we a split, split screen, screen. Yes. oh okay so yeah, we've had yeah we've had people in nicaragua uh arizona all different places where you know that we've are able to split screen them in um so that they were still part of the live mm -hmm. experience um but that we are able to have people across the entire world which i think helps our you gotta, viewership. You gotta yeah you're gonna have to teach me after the show how to split screen <laughs> yes. absolutely carlos yes. you're listening <laughs> no, no. Um, i'm gonna have to uh get some of your intel on that eight week course that you had oh yeah. yes it was great hey i went from being a non-techie to literally glazing over and just taking really good notes for her. <laughs> I, I edit. So she can do it. No, I edit no, it. She oh, you edit. I am so proud wow. of her. She yeah. does all the editing of our RSS feed. Wow. So I'm proud that I passed yeah, a little always, bit of my I techie was, torch to her. I always say like, uh, if it weren't for Susan, I'd still be like leaving notes on trees. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jennifer, Susan shared her tip, you know, for entrepreneurs. Why don't you share some with me? 
Okay, so first off, yes, I, I agree. Do it, do it scared. Um, if it scares you, you definitely need to go in that direction. But another thing is literally just telling yourself that you can and believing in yourself. Too often we get in our own heads and we're like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Look, I don't have the education that Susan has, but yet I'm able to do this as well. And so um, if we get out of your own way and know that whatever you need is, is available to you and you are smart enough, you're brave enough and good enough. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I love that one too. Um, I love Susan's because I always say it. <laughs> I think Susan saw it on my, on my Instagram the other day. <laughs> So busted. So right now, so right now, you're with the Revolver uh, 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 yes, network. network. So congratulations on that again. And goal is to have your own network. Yes. So talk about that a little bit. When you say your own network, so you get basically you do a network, mm -hmm. and then you put a lot of other podcasters around the country, around the world, yeah. in that network. Is that what it is? Yeah, right. we want to be the table. Mm -hmm. You want to be the table. So basically. It's it's like you want to be, uh, is it like, let me ask you a question. I'm sorry for mm -hmm. being naive. No. Is it like iHeart, their network? No. Yeah. So it's it's more like a NBC might have, you know, their shows with Seinfeld and Friends and that gotcha. type of thing. So for us, like we joined with Revolver Podcast. So Revolver is kind of like the NBC and then we've, we're one of the shows that's gotcha. under them. So we want to have a network where we're like Revolver and, you know, maybe it's through spotlighting women's podcast whatever it is so, you know, so and then you want to be the table and then you want to have like people under you exactly gotcha. well, you know your your network marketing business comes in place that's huh? right you want to be on the top <laughs> yep and then you have people underneath and have you. our team there that we're gonna help them be rock that's stars right. that's right <laughs> ladies i really appreciate uh you coming on the show this is our this has pleasure. been great okay i know i know i told you i'm gonna try to keep it under an hour <laughs> and, the, and the time has come but before we go there's a couple of things I want you to share. Number one, where can people find you on social media, Instagram? Uh, are you on Instagram, Facebook? Yes, so we yes. are everywhere. If you Google Find Her Seat, you'll find uh -huh. us. Um, okay. But at Instagram, it's Find Her Seat. Facebook is where you can find all of our lives. Um, at Find Her Seat, as well as YouTube is Find Her Seat. LinkedIn, Find Her Seat. <laughs> uh, Twitter, Find Her Seat. And then again, obviously, our podcast is anywhere that you listen to your podcast, be it iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, you know, like Jennifer said, Google us and we will pop up. Yeah, right. Find Her Seat. seat. So find Her Seat on everywhere. LinkedIn, yes. Instagram. Yes. Okay, perfect. Yes. And now do you have, the uh, do put everything on there or do you have personal pages so also? we have personal pages as well so mine is susan.mobley okay uh for instagram as well as on facebook m-o-b-l-e-y m-o-b-l-e-y okay. and so on facebook i think we're both getting capped out at our friends but you can absolutely follow us mm -hmm. um everything that we post on our personal pages is public mm -hmm. so hers is jennifer etter brown like, jennifer brown etter yeah. jennifer brown etter e-t-t-e-r yep. was brown your maiden name yes mm -hmm. You haven't let go of that yet. No. Well, I thought, you know, I mean, is it hyphenated or not? No, hyphenated? no, no. It, that's only for Facebook. Only for Facebook. <laughs> Jennifer Brown. Edder. So I can no find hyphen, all my no old nothing. friends from elementary school. Gotcha, you know. gotcha. What elementary school did you go to? I went to Chancellor. Okay. I went to, I went to Smith and I went to Ollie. Oh. And then I went to Hastings. I went to A-Leaf Middle. A-Leaf Middle. Right in front of the, yeah. right on High Star. Yeah. And the, the big pencil in the, the front. Big pencil in the front of in front the yard. I graduated in 96. Okay. Oh, see, it's 95. Yeah, you're younger than me. Yeah, you graduated in 95? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. You graduated in 95? 95? Yeah, we're literally 95, five yeah, days apart 95, or something. I think, because I was born in 77. 
We're born mm-hmm. in 76. 76. 76. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Well, See? one year older than there you, go. there you go. Here's your upperclassman, right? Here <laughs> yes. <you>. Respect. <laughs> okay. Respect your elders. Yes. <laughs> All right. Last thing. To, I'm going to ask one by one. Mm-hmm. You go first, Jennifer. Okay. No cheating, Susan. Okay. <laughs> I, I picked up on her. <laughs> Three things you'll leave for future generation. It can be your kids or to the world. Okay. So uh, my children, um, the legacy of knowing that as a female, they are most powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I try to let them know, you know, that, you know, you throw like a girl or this, that, and the other. Look, we're the only ones that can literally create a whole nother being in our bodies. Exactly. Um, so that and knowing that you can do anything you want to do, as long as you set your mind to it, literally the sky's the limit. And don't let fear get in your way. Don't let fear get in your way. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I love it. They're most powerful. They can create their own being, do anything they want to do, and don't let fear get in the way. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I think for me that um, definitely I tend to look at the positive in a lot of situations. I've, you know, some people on the outside may think that my life has been pretty darn amazing and it, and there's a lot of parts of it that have, but I've been through many things that not everybody always knows, um, partially because I try and pick out the positive that's going through something. So even if there's a, a downtime, I teach my children that, yes, this might be a difficult time, but look at all the amazing things that are coming from this difficult situation. Mm-hmm. There's so many times that you can learn from those. So I think definitely not looking at the world in a negative way, but looking at all the positive things that come from even negative moments. Um, I think also, you know, showing that my, I think a legacy of my children, um, that they become productive, amazing human beings and continue to be, you know, good people not just, you know, it's not just about an income you earn, but the kind of way that you treat everybody around you. So I hope that they go on to be as amazing as they are now as adults as well. And also, I think just um, to show that, you know, leaving behind that you can do anything, that there are no limits. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, if you, you know, have been disadvantaged, if you've had a rough life, if you've had a privileged life, don't don't dwell on everything that you either did or didn't have um, that I'm proof that you can take good things and bad things and make something amazing from all those situations. Awesome. Here you have it, friends. You heard from <laughs> Jennifer Etter and Susan Mobley. Great having you over here, ladies. Thank you so much for coming. Thank thanks you for, for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for taking the Thank time from a busy schedule, getting your neighbor to pick up the kid, <laughs> getting your husband, husband to do the husband duty. <laughs> Thank you. I'll say this was fun. This was absolutely Thank you. I learned a lot. Thank we you so much. It.